All right, here I am, Upstate Warrior Solutions. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. My next guest, he brought me a ball cap. In the military, we called it a ball cap. I can say that on the air. For all of you that would not let me get by with canoe cap. You guys weren't here when I called it a canoe cap, were you? You got to you got to think on your feet when you're when you're on radio, boys. Okay. Joining me now from uh, Folds of Honor is Jeff Morris. He brought me a he brought me a hat that fits my big head and a and a uh, and a challenge coin. So that means if I ever run into one of you guys at a bar, I won't be paying. Tell me about Folds of Honor. Sure, Will Bill. Thanks for having me here this morning, and uh, thanks for Upstate Warrior Solution, a great partner to Folds of Honor. So uh, Folds of Honor was started in 2007 by Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Uh, he was an F-16 fighter pilot in the National Guard, and he was on a flight back to his home state of Michigan, and he saw a soldier be taken off the plane. And there was another soldier on the plane who was his twin brother. And when he saw him taken off the plane, he was taken back, and he saw a little child. And that little child was that fallen soldier's kid. Right. He then was motivated and inspired to say, hey, I have to do something more. I'm serving my country, but i got to do something more. And that's when he started Folds of Honor. What Folds of Honor does is provide educational scholarships from kindergarten through 12th grade, from 12th grade through college. Every year you can get a scholarship. That scholarship can be up to $5,000. This is a big void that's not provided by the military. It's not provided by our government. It's the children and the spouses. There are programs out there that take care of the veterans themselves. First priority is the gold star. Take care of the children and spouses of the gold star, and then we go through the, the BA ratings and disability. $250 million scholars worth of scholarships have been given since the founding of Folds of Honor in 2007. Right. Just in the state of South Carolina alone last year, we gave 191 scholarships. Well, the dependents sort of get lost in the shuffle, don't they? They're, they're, the, they're the forgotten ones, the, the, the ones that we don't see. We see the I've been on a flight, I think I've been on a flight, or I've seen a flight where they have brought a fallen service member back and everybody sort of sits still while they take him off the plane first and everything. And everybody has that sense of honor and uh, honoring the, the life that was given for the country. But they don't get to see the backstory of, uh, you know, the fatherless child, the husbandless wife, the the childless parents that are, that are left behind by this. And this, this is the folds of honor. This is sort of a reference to the flag that drapes the coffin that, as you said, gets folded 13 times Correct. before it's handed off to the family member. Yes. That is, uh, is that, that's the shroud that they take the, the fallen warrior to, the, uh, to yeah. his last resting place. Um, you, by, at, by this time, you guys have probably seen some, uh, some dependents all the way into ch- adulthood, haven't oh, you? Oh, yeah, we yeah. have, yeah, and it's amazing. That's, and there's a couple here in, in the upstate. Um, there's one young lady. She's actively involved with Folds of Honor. Uh, her father, unfortunately, was killed in a helicopter crash uh, doing some training missions. Um, looking where she came from, and, and she'll tell you this, if it wasn't for Folds of Honor, she wouldn't be where she is today. It provided her and her brother and her mother an opportunity for her to get an education. All three of them have been able to get an education because of Folds of Honor. She's been able to start her own career, advance, and now she's paying back and, and actively involved in Folds of Honor. But hearing her story time and time again, it just it's amazing to see what they can do and education is key as we all know education you, you, if you don't get the right education you know it's hard to advance and and this she'll tell you changed her and her family's life because when her father was killed they didn't have a clear path of what how they're going to get through life and how her mom was going to make ends meet and all the costs that she had as now a widow a mother 
Um, and now they are all able to say, hey, because of Folds of Honor, we all have educations. We've been able to get through school. Well, I mean, and you touch on a point. I, a, a lot of people do not understand that when we're, when, when we're not in combat, right, being in the military is a risky business. It is. Flying an aircraft is a risky business. I got some firefighters back here. I got You guys climb obstacles that are how high to train, high enough to where if you fall off it hurts, right? So, I mean, this kind, this kind of profession is one of these things where uh, it is full of risk, even in the best of times. And we, we lose people trying to stay sharp for the mission and you take care of them as well yeah there's two two things so we last year a year ago uh, in 2022 we announced that we were going to expand our mission and we were going to include those that serve our communities right and those are those first responders that are sitting in the room today and, right and those that serve us locally and so now we're going to say hey we're going to help those children and spouses of those that serve us every day in our local communities and then do those risky tasks as you said and so we think that now the need and demand is greater than ever. We had 30% more applicants this year than we ever have. And, and that shows you the demand is greater. And the other thing that's going on, too, think about what happened in the early 2000s. You had a couple of wars going on. You had right. a lot of young men who are now came back, and their children now are advancing, going into college, getting into that college age group. Right. And so now the demand continues to get greater. Right. Uh, has the awareness of the program is that has that also led to uh, more more applications or yep so much more awareness there's 33 chapters now in the united states we are one palmetto state chapter so the money that we raise and the money that we get in the state of south carolina stays to take care of first the state of south carolina applicants if there's any money left over then they disperse it into a national level but we've got the great support of budweiser and others now that have taken us on and, and, and it's embraced Folds of Honor. Right. You've probably seen some commercials here recently on na- on national TV. So we're getting the publicity on a national level, but the demand continues to grow. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's probably going to continue to go the way things are looking nowadays. And you guys are, unfortunately, you'll, you'll be, uh, you'll be having to service or serve some other people. But, um, I think that's stupendous. That's, uh, I've often wondered about that. I, w- I was in Europe during the Cold War, and I was always wondering what happens. They'd be like, oh, when the balloon goes up. I was like, well, let's talk about when the balloon goes up. What's going to happen? Because we had dependents all over the place and everything else. We could be ready to go in 32 minutes. I was very proud of that because in 32 minutes we could be in World War III. I could be having breakfast and be in World War III in the same hour. And uh, But I was just wondering about what happens to the dependents because, you know. I, I've got my thing. I've got this and I got that and I got something's belt fed. I'm going to be taking care of mine and taking mine. And uh, what happens to them? And uh, that's that's the thing. The dependents have to. Uh, right after I got in country, my young wife, I left her for 20 days in a village where she was the only American, <laughs> and she didn't speak German. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, the dependents are the ones that always are forgotten. And yeah, that, and that's where we kind of try to bridge that void. Yeah. Yeah, dependents have to be a hardy breed in order just to make it go. But uh, it's good to have – it's good. To, there's certain things they can't do without some sort of help from a company, from a yeah. movement like Folds of Honor. Well, and, 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 you know, being here in Upstate Warrior Solution today, right. I mean, they're the ones that foster the – you know, if you need an educational scholarship, here's a kiosk. Right. Go talk to Folds of Honor. If you need other services, and you've heard that all day today – I mean, this is an unbelievable facility. It's it's a model that needs to be spread around the country. Well, it's it's the opposite of what everybody that thinks they're going to school has got to do. Because most of the time they're thinking, I've got to take on the student debt. 
Yeah. And that's going to cripple them. So you're helping them out with that. Yeah, we're bridging out. And uh, between the veterans that are here, and this is this is a very big veteran community in in, in the upstate. Yeah, very much so. The what about uh, what, what about the whole state? The whole I, well, I would gosh, naval base on on yeah. the coast, uh, Fort Jackson. Yep, Columbia. Yeah, you got Air Force Base. You get yeah. down to Shaw. You get you move on down. Keep it going down to and to Charleston. You got a lot of lot of military people. Yeah, I mean, a lot no of wonder people. the American legions are big, big around here. So. um yeah, that I, I, you know, I had never thought about that till now. Just how big a military state South Carolina is. Yeah, a lot of people start off their uh, military career in the state of South Carolina. Yeah, I started mine. I started mine at Fort Jackson. Yeah, my understanding is the new barracks that was there no is no longer <laughs> even there. So, goodness gracious. So, in any event, how would people find you? How can they find us? PalmettoState.foldsofhonor.org. Um, we are all out in the communities. We're going, you know, Veterans Day is coming up here. Real, yep, I'll November eleventh. I call it Veterans Week. Um, I think it's more than just a day. There's a lot of events going on in the upstate. There'll be some stuff going on at the baseball field uh, on the, the Sunday. I think it's the 11th or 12th of that weekend. Um, so this uh, tonight or Friday night, Paul met the uh, Swamp Rabbits game. There's going to be a first responder night. We'll be out there. Uh, they'll be recognizing all the first responders in the community. And, of course, at Upstate Warrior Solutions, they can find you as well. Oh, Jeff, thanks for coming Thank on today. For yes, me. sir. Yeah, Jeff Morris, Folds of Honor. When we get back. Is it going to be Mr. Crank? We're going to have Billy Crank on. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. I am here live at Upstate Warrior Solutions. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm joined now by Captain Thomas Porter of the Greenville Fire Department. Uh, th- uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, you have to bear with me. This is the first time I've ever been on radio. So. Well, it's just like having a conversation. <laughs> we, we just do it with a headset on. Yes, We're just going to have a conversation with a headset on. So uh, now... Uh, is the fire department being part of Upstate Warrior Solutions? This is a relatively new evolution. Yes. Uh, so recently, back in August, uh, Miss Teresa sent a flyer out to, uh, I guess, the local agencies, uh, one being the city fire department. And uh, our chief sent it out, asking if anybody was interested. And myself and one other gentleman took the class uh, through uh, Bob Gamble. He, he uh, put on a two-day class of uh, peer support and how to deal with it. Right. And how to be a uh, be a counselor for somebody, and uh, you know it, it's an awesome opportunity. And the class was amazing. And from then, uh, we're slowly getting our foot in the door and uh, partnering with, I, I guess you can say, Upstate Warrior Solution to get the word out. That, right. Uh, first responders are uh, are welcome as well. So it's. It was an awesome opportunity and uh, greatly learned a lot from it. Uh, it. It puts you in a different role uh, as a, a peer counselor with Bob's class and uh, how he had you. He put you in a situation where you had to to have that hard conversation. Uh, the awkward thing was majority of the people that was in the class was law enforcement. So right. A couple fire fire personnel with law enforcement. You know. I would imagine being a firefighter is a little bit different dynamic where a police officer may is probably going to see something during any given shift with you guys. When you see something, 
we're all just sort of expecting, well, you're firefighters. Go run in that burning building. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I can only imagine the thought process that must be going through your heads when you're in the big red truck headed to wherever it is you're going. It's uh, it's definitely a different and dynamic environment. You know, we have our uh, computer that sits right in front of the officer, and as the call updates, we're getting notes. So you have that time frame to where you're able to, uh, I guess, get in the right frame of mind to handle whatever you're going to deal with when you arrive on scene. The bad thing is, is sometimes those notes may not match what you have on scene. Sometimes it may be worse it's probably an evolving situation isn't it <laughs> yes sir oh absolutely <laughs> and you don't know really how you're going you, you have an idea how you're going to handle the environment when you get there but right until you put boots on the ground and actually dealing with the incident itself that's a that's a time where you figure out all right this is how i want to manage it the best money well, i'm sure your machinery and some of your equipment has evolved and is quite technologically advanced now but in, when it comes down to it it's going to still come down to the firefighter, probably his axe, and uh, where you, I, I believe the term, and don't jump on me, guys, if I get it wrong, where you're putting the lines when you're, uh, where you're aiming the lines when you're fighting the fire. Yes, sir. That's all, That none of that's ever going to evolve beyond the fact that it's got to be a guy, a man, or a female, for that matter, do it, yes. right? Yes, uh, absolutely, and uh, we, we're progressing, and, you know, you see in the fire service, uh, uh, up north, out west, even down around the Florida area, uh, the diversity. And right. the, uh, the city fire department, we're increasing uh, our diverse background as well with uh, reaching out to the communities. Uh, these past last couple of years, we've hosted a high school uh, summer camp, and we actually have one of our graduates in the back, uh, AJ, uh, you know, is AJ so, a firefighter? You're a firefighter he's now? He's actually, yeah. uh, he's one of our newest firefighters and serves with me on Engine 3 out of uh, Ferris Road. So, okay. Uh, but, you know, proof right there, reaching the community, seeing it come full force to the, the uh, high school camp, and now uh, working with along with us at the fire department. You also have to deal with casualties, don't you? You have people getting hurt in these things, not just your people, because I'm sure they get hurt doing it, but you also have people on scene when you get there that have, Smoke inhalation burns. Uh, a variety of uh, of uh, un- unfortunate injuries, or uh, it, whether it's a traffic accident, structure fire, responding to a medical emergency, having to deal with that. And unfortunately, there there are times where we we do have to deal with death, and that that opens the door for our peer support team to to reach out just right. to make sure that hey, are you okay? And it, it's okay to say you're not okay. Well, yeah, absolutely it is. But, I mean, I imagine for a lot of people in the United States, being the firefighter was never – that did not really the, – the role of a firefighter did not really materialize until 9-11. Yes, sir. Uh, 9-11 gave uh, – that unfortunate circumstance brought, I guess, the fire service to, where, to the forefront. Yes, sir. Yeah. And seeing what those men and women did to deal with that kind of emergency, uh, I think, brought – the, the fire service full force to, to what it is today. There's, right. Uh, from hazmat to rescue to uh, terrorism, I mean, it's full force. That well, I mean, I, just, the, this, just the logistic reality of having to deal with a 93rd floor fire. Yes. Yes, and uh, unfortunately, I, I, the city of Greenville, the tallest building we have is 26 stories. Yeah. So imagine 
But I, even that, I imagine, yeah. would not be the easiest thing to do. Do you have a Do you have a ladder that would go twenty six stories? No, you, sir. Yeah. No, no. Our, yeah. So, so you got to send people in buildings. Yes, sir. Okay. And that's a whole different dynamic there. Yeah. High rise operations because yeah. you can't can't move the fire truck up to the twenty six floor. Therefore, we got to have operations to where we can pump up to twenty six floor to where we have adequate water to put on the fire. How do you do that? Uh, so. If you ever downtown and you look at the buildings and you see a sign that says FDC right. or Fire Department Connection, uh, that's where we're able to hook our hose up and actually uh, pump water into the Is building. Is that mandated by ordinance? They got to have that. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, at least they got that going. <laughs> I can't imagine that part of it. So uh, I imagine if you do have to go up that high, you also have to be able to know how to get down from something that high in case you lose your egress. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, you, so, so your guys know how to repel. Uh, we do. Is, do. Do we still do repelling? I mean, when I was at Campbell, we had gone to the fast rope. Is repelling still still a thing? We we do do repelling. It's more towards our rescue aspect. Yeah. Um, in recruit school, you you'll have a day like you mentioned earlier. But as far as climbing uh, aerial device, that's a hundred hundred feet, hundred and five feet that you have to <laughs> to climb as a requirement to pass. Recruit What's school. on the left and right when you're climbing that? Uh, nothing but nothing. Air. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's 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 to my point. Uh, being in this kind of a profession means that you're putting yourself in harm's way just trying to qualify to do it. Yes, sir. So I mean, this is this is anybody that feels the call to do it, and especially how old are you, young fella? Nineteen. Yeah, if you feel the call to do it when you're nineteen years old, you're an exceptional young man. You are an exceptional <laughs> young man. Good good for you. You do you do you guys have a hard time keeping up with him? Don't you just hate 19-year-olds? Yeah, I know. I know how it is. I know how it is. So um, the state of fire, firefighters in, uh, in, in the upstate of South Carolina, how would you are, – are we good? Are we motivated? Are, we, are, are you guys ready to rock? Uh, I would say so. Yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, if you're attracting 19-year-olds, it must be a pretty good profession to have. So, I mean, my hat's off. This is not something I've ever considered doing. Well, I didn't consider being law in, in law enforcement either. After I did the military thing and I said – I gave you guys seven years to get me killed. You didn't take me up on it. I didn't say, okay, now I'm going to go give something else a chance. But um, the uh, have we got a, have we got a late breaking development? What we got? We do have a late breaking yeah. development yeah. Uh, this Sunday, uh, October 29th. If uh, if you have free time, we we ask that everybody come out to Floor Field. Okay. We have our third annual softball game between City Fire and City Police. And right now, City Fire is looking to finally break through with the, with a win. Uh, unfortunately, the police department has taken the last two years. They probably don't have no 19-year-olds working so for them. <laughs> you guys are probably going to dominate that game. You guys, are, I, I'll put my money on the fire department. That's that's Sunday the 29th. Sunday the 29th. Uh, festivities start at two. First pitch is starting at three. Okay. And it's it's free. Uh, you can check out Facebook, uh, the city's web uh, web page or Facebook page. And there's, we've had flyers going out all week. Uh, please bring families. It, it's it's a fun time. Uh, always uh, always fun to to pick on each other between the, the police and fire. On the text line, Bill started uh, fire service at 20. <clears throat> Retired this year at 34 years of service. It's a young man's game. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can imagine it would be. I'm 54 years old. Yes, sir. Yeah. That, that that that's a, that's a tough. That's a t- <laughs> anybody that can live that long and do a fire. Any of you guys that do that for a long time, you should be feared if you've lived this long and continued to do it. So, <laughs> in any event, uh, listen, 
I'll try to get out the floor field. I don't know what I'm doing that day, but uh, I'll try to come check it. Thanks for thanks for uh, joining me today, sir. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for Upstate Warriors Solution for uh, asking me to uh, to come on. And- I'm glad you guys are a part of it. Coming up next, we got Teresa and Billy Crank, who I should have had earlier, but we're on Plan B, and Plan B always works for me. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Thanks, man. All right, the maintenance program of New Life Weight Loss, it's not really that heavy of a lift because it's the same thing I did during the reduction phase. And what that is is I'm just managing my insulin. By managing my insulin, I manage the way I'm, I'm, my, my nutrition is burning within my metabolism. This helps me actually lose weight. This helps me get better health. This helps me lose 40 pounds, 11 inches. Get a blood pressure of 119 over 70. That's all what it, all that it helps. And that's a great thing. It's a lifestyle change. You can join me in this. Give them a call for your free consultation, 864-203-4290. The website is mynewlifeweightloss.com. This is real, not a gimmick, not an operation, not hypnosis, not a shot. Check them out, New Life Weight Loss. Agile, mobile, and hostile. Here we are at Upstate Warrior Solutions. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm joined now by Billy Crank. I got his name wrong when he was coming up. I was like, hey, Mr. So-and-so. After I've, 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 I've only announced you three or four times. We've had to. Uh, we're on Plan B. We're on Plan D now, aren't we? And I'm joined by the LT, Teresa. She's joining us now. And uh, Okay, first of all. You are involved with the – you do something with law enforcement. You've got, you're doing something with LEAD right now, yeah? Yes. Yes, have been for the last four years. Yeah. And, and you've got an event happening here today, right? Yes, we do. Yeah. We're, we're going to present checks to support the canine programs at, for the city of Greenville Police Department and the city of Malden Police Department, uh, money that is very well spent. People just don't realize – the role that the canine officers play in the day-to-day law enforcement. I don't think most people know what it takes just to have a police canine. I mean, this is not a this is not a rescue that you get at the pound. This is a very highly trained animal that is, is basically they're cops. I mean, they're they're they canine are, cops. They're and, officers. Yeah, and they 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 are they are treated that way and deserve to be treated that way. Oh. I think that's splendid. How how uh, what what is it now for a, a, a canine like this? About fifty grand. I think that probably in that neighborhood. Yeah. By the time you acquire, by you the time you acquire nope. the need dog. Need more? Do you need more of his level? Okay. By the time you acquire the dog and go through the training, and then uh, just like any other officer, there's a certain amount of on-duty training before they really 
get into doing what they need to and do. And nowadays they're looking for different breeds now, like Belgian Malinois, and uh, are they still u- using shepherds? Yes. And, I mean, they're probably using different breeds depending on their tasking because there's drug dogs, there's search and rescue dogs. Uh, I don't know what there is after drug dogs. I guess bomb-sniffing dogs? Bomb-sniffing. Yeah. There are dogs that work to uh, – they can – how, I don't know, but they can sniff out electronics yeah. and find uh-huh. – and find uh, pornography, um, and, and I know that is just that's beyond my comprehension. Yeah, but there is a program here in Greenville that does that. And you and you guys are keeping them up with uh, the funding to get these these animals because that really uh, using a dog and a uh, like using a dog in a apprehension is actually a non lethal means of stopping that individual. True. It? Yeah. So that that keeps them from having to uh, perforate him on the, because they got to catch him. LT, you got to be proud of this. What, what's it like having to run all this on a day to day basis and see this happen and see, seeing it come together? That's an honor. Let me turn you up. Say yeah. that again. <laughs> it's an honor. Yeah, it's an honor for us. Yeah. Uh, Lead has been a tremendous organization. It stands for Law Enforcement Assistance Day, and sometimes it even lasts longer than that. But they do a phenomenal job of really honoring police. Uh, who every day serve, but they they give raffles and they they roll the red carpet out to them. So it's a, it's a day that really shows them how much their community appreciates supports them, them yeah. and appreciates them because yeah. that makes all the difference. Uh, well, I guess it makes a lot. I, I, you don't see this in most of these blue cities where they're defunding them. So are, are our police officers here in this, especially this area where you guys operate? Are these guys motivated and feel like they have the support of community? Yes, and I think law enforcement. That goes a long way, doesn't it? Oh, law enforcement appreciation day is huge in that area, yeah. and I'm pleased to say that Teresa has agreed to join us with our steering committee for lead moving forward. Well, you know, she's a she's a she, she, she's a former LEO. I mean, she would know. She she that takes one to know one. It takes one to know the needs of those, don't they? Yeah, and you do. Yes. So yes, very much. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that people. We still get, when we say we serve first responders, we still have a lot of people. Two gentlemen were in here earlier, great gentlemen, and they said, you know, we just never thought that that was. We always think of our veteran population, which we are so honored to serve every single day and been serving for 10 years. And we will continue to do that in perpetuity forever. Well, I mean, this kind of job, whether it's military or law enforcement, it's a genre, isn't it? It's a genre of people that are out there that are like, I'll go do that. You don't want to do that? I'll go do that. That's no problem. I'll go do that. Because it's got to be done, right? And uh, that should that should uh, not be. It should not be uh, forgotten, I guess. And there's a, an extreme commitment on the part of those that step into doing uh, law enforcement work, being an EMT, right, or being a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, even even going back to your canines. I mean, when a canine gets hurt on the job, or when a canine gets hurt uh, to the point that they have to uh, euthanize the canine. They give that 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 animal. They give that canine because uh, that's a cop. It is, and and they treat that canine like a cop, mm-hmm. and not a dog. That's family. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, that, that dog is that dog had that police officer's uh, back the whole time. So, and thankfully, uh, a lot of times those dogs dogs get adopted by their handlers when they retire, yes. right? So absolutely. Hey, what could be better than that? Have one of those boys in the house. Um, going forward, how do we keep the attitudes of the community on the on supporting police officers. How do we do that? I mean, we we seem to have fairly, really professional 
law enforcement here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that goes yes. a long way. Yes. But there's these trends that get out there, and the, weak, the, the people that don't really think for themselves, they get out there, they think, well, well, we need to defund them. We don't really need them. This is this, this is that. It's racial this or that or the other. Um, are we running into that here anywhere yet? Has that, has that begun to occur? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, city leadership has not has not seen that as a way out. If anything, we have uh, been fortunate enough to add uh, additional police at GPD. Right. Um, it picks up additional responsibilities, and that requires additional manpower. Um, and if I have to say, lead upstate. Um, this was our ninth year, yeah. and it's the was the biggest and best yet. Next year is our obviously our tenth year, and uh, to, to grow that and to continue to focus on thanking law enforcement within Greenville County is just huge, and they recognize that the officers recognize that, and that is that makes it all worthwhile, and it's not something that happens overnight, Bill. We have already started our. Uh, our planning for 2024 well you guys hang on right there if you will we're going to go uh we're going to go take care of some business right quick and talk about some while we're doing that we'll be talking about another thing as we take care of the business talking with uh billy crank and the lt (laughs) this is news talk 98.9 word All right, it's almost lunchtime, and if you're not here to imbibe on my free lunch courteously put together for us by Ingalls Markets, well, you're, you're going to miss out live and and just mean at Upstate Warrior Solutions. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-8, excuse me, 905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Um, a lot of people... Uh, we're going to have to put this out later. Everybody wants to see the granite building, Rich. So that segment worked. Congratulations, buddy. Joining me now is LT and Billy Crank. And uh, you guys have got – you, you want to you wanna do something a little special as, as we head out the door, right? What, tell me about it. So as, as you've seen in the building, you've seen the Hall of Heroes where right. we recognize um, some are still living, but most have passed, military veterans who we, we want everybody to remember. But there are heroes in our community that we think sometimes people forget. And one of them is actually sitting in the room today. Yeah. Dave Dempsey, if you'll raise your hand. Dave Dempsey uh, was one of my training officers. Uh, so he's responsible for me in my career, I like to tell him. Uh, but he's been around for a very long time. He retired from Greenville Police Department and decided he wasn't done. So he went back to Greenville County Sheriff's Office, went back to road patrol. I uh, believe he was in traffic and was on some special duty. And happened to respond to a call, um, and at the call, I think most most of the viewers or listeners will remember that he was shot um, as he was making entry into the home. He was shot in the head. He survived, and he's in our community today, thankfully. His son is a Greenville police officer. His other son's a military veteran. Um, but I just wanted to point that out. There's These men and women are in our community, and they often get overlooked and forgotten, and we don't want people like Dave Dempsey to be overlooked and forgotten. He confused me because that looks like a Canadian Army sweater. And I was like, "Do we? are we? Are, are you guys taking in the Canadian veterans too? So, yeah, not in, in addition to surviving, you still have a sense of humor, don't you? Yeah, yeah that worked good. I was totally confused. So good on you, sir. I'm glad you – 
How old were you when you went to uh, the sheriff's department from the police department? Fifty-five. I just start over in a new career. Fifty-five years old. Uh, okay. Give me your number. I might need you. I, I need somebody like that. With that, that, that's kind of that kind of hard. You guys have got. Uh, let's see. You've got the uh, Greenville and Malden police departments are coming by here today to see you guys, especially because you're doing something very special for them. What's that, Mr. Crank? We're presenting each of those departments with checks in support of their canine. Uh, right. Canine units. And I would be remiss if I didn't say we couldn't do this, we couldn't grow Law Enforcement Appreciation Day without our sponsors. And it's no different than Upstate Warrior Solutions. Right. We need the sponsors to make this happen and to make the community, to bridge the community with to give back, law enforcement. To give back to the community. Make the community better, right? Absolutely. Right. And I and if if I may, I think that the, one of the reasons that I'm here is uh, LT invited me to join a, a group that uh, is here at Upstate Warrior Solutions dealing with first responders. And as she said, uh, not to forget those. Um, when a police officer, an EMT, or a firefighter leaves home in the morning. Who knows? They, who knows? They want to come home that yeah, night. Yeah, but they do. But who knows what's going to happen? And that doesn't always happen. Right. And you think that the police are the only ones that really see the trauma. Firefighters, uh, EMTs, oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I had a young lady from the uh, coroner's office came by here the first time we did this, and I never thought about that. But every time they get a call, they're going to somebody that's passed away. So every, I would imagine each one of these little specialized professions that we see out here, they have their own particular set of criteria that is going to affect their mental outlook but being supported by the community goes a long way to helping that doesn't it it does and that is that is where our focus is now with this first responders task force in trying to educate the community to get the legislature to do those things that we need them to do to show the appreciation yeah as an example right well i mean the community should pat themselves on the back for this because well, this is not this is not the trend. This is not the trendy thing to do in any community right now. It's 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 the, it's o- the opposite right way. It's, it's the, right the right thing, thing to do. It's the right yeah. thing. Um, well, it's lunchtime. Yeah. So <laughs> when a when a an officer is shot and killed in the line of duty or any first responder, um, in, in certain agencies, their insurance stops. Right. 30 days after right. they're killed. And somebody's and, got to pick up that. It's like, I'm running out of time. You guys, you guys rock. It's lunchtime. The veterans are going to chow. It's on Ingalls Markets. I will talk to you in about 22 hours. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.